0: Like we'd like to look at the scripture in First Corinthians chapter two and and you know some of these scriptures are just so simple and so clear as, as actually is as what we uh, 1 Corinthians chapter two as, as what we looked at the, this morning there in the seventeenth chapter of John so clear uh, if the Lord will open our eyes to it it's clear, but this morning there it was, it was no uh, no misses or anything. It just said as thou. Uh, has given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou has given him. That was John seventeen two that we looked at this morning. But there's no mystery there. There's there's nothing conditional. It just it just facts, and and I like that about the scriptures. Uh, again today, I, I heard uh, different uh, things on television and radio, and again they were praising Joseph for what a. Uh, uh, wonderful man he was and and uh, and of course this is what this is what man uh, looks at but uh, you know the Apostle Paul who, who was Saul Tarsus, he was a uh, from my understanding he was a a very well educated uh, person he was a Pharisee had a good education and uh, probably did have excellency of speech and everything but when he comes, the part we're going to look at um, this evening, he didn't, he didn't use that. He broke it down. It was, it was very simple. And, um, and that's the way I like to look at it, is, is be grounded in, in the basics. And if we're grounded in the basics, then it kind of, humanly speaking, kind of keeps us in check, keeps us from going out in, in left field with these wild questions and, and, uh, and, and things of that nature. So I'd like to read to first Corinthians chapter two, and I think I'll read maybe five verses, but we'll concentrate on, on verse two. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom. Now he had it. He had excellency of speech, but he didn't come in that manner. He said, declaring unto you the testimony of God. And verse two, just so simple. So uh, you know, today in our political field, they're even now in debates. Some of them say, well, you know, I'm not a good debater or something. So uh, maybe enticing words aren't some people's uh, uh, claim to fame or whatever. But I believe Paul had enticing words. I, I believe he, again, uh, very well uh, had a good education and everything. But uh, he, he kept it He kept it uh, simple here. Uh, He said, I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And if you study the writings that God had the Apostle Paul pen, that's what you'll see. Now, sometimes it may not seem as plain, but he said, this is it. And if you could summarize everything and all of... I want to say Paul's writings, but in all of God's word through the Apostle Paul, I think this is the best summary that we could find. And I think it's something that we should be uh, grounded in. I determined not to know any among you say Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I remember several years ago, someone uh now, when you're talking about Jesus Christ and him crucified, we're talking about the salvation of our soul. That's what we're, that's what we're talking about. But I remember someone said that they were kind of, for whatever reason, um, talking in a negative sense about Brother Alston. And They said, all he preaches is just nothing but salvation, salvation, salvation. And they said, maybe it's just me. And as it come to it i i think they were right it was just them but why why would you look in a negative sense at someone preaching salvation why would you why would you want to condemn that why would you think that that's a bad thing uh i do that also or i i i pray that i do that also uh you say, well, there's a lot of other things in the Bible. Granted, it's a big book. Are there a lot of other things in it? I think we should, we should state that carefully. It is a big book. There are a lot of things in it. But are there a lot of other things in it is, is a statement that I would be... And I might... I don't know if I've made that statement or not before. But there are a lot of other things in there than salvation... I, I would back up. If I ever said that, I'm going to back up from that. I'm not so sure about that. It's a big book. There are a lot of things in it. Are there a lot of other things? I'm not so sure about that. I think you're going to see this is a subject from the beginning to the end. I believe you're going to see this is, this is a subject if the Lord would open our eyes to it. We may be, we may be talking about many different subjects as we would study the Scriptures But if we can't trace it back to this, to Jesus Christ and crucified, um, we're probably missing the point and the value of whatever we're studying. Uh, If the subject is God, and we can't trace it back to God giving his son to be a ransom for our sins, have we, haven't we missed something? I mean, I like talking about God, and I would like talking about his power and creation, but if it doesn't come back to him, and we can't trace it back to him giving his son and his love for us, we sang a song about love, haven't we, haven't we missed something? Uh, if, we, if our subject is the church, and I love to study about the church. I love to study about it. But what good is it if we don't see Jesus Christ as the head and again, Jesus Christ crucified? What, what good is it if, if, we can't, if, if we don't take it back to that? If our subject we're studying is the law of Moses, which we have, well, it's been, I think we kind of completed that study, but we studied it for about a year, I think. But if the subject is the law of Moses, what good is it if we can't see in the law of Moses that it's talking about Jesus Christ? What, what, uh, what, what good is it? Uh, the Hebrew says, uh, For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by which we draw near unto God. Well, that better hope, we talk about the law, but the law didn't make anybody complete, the letter of the law, that is, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by which we draw near unto God, and that is Jesus Christ. And that's what the law is teaching Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So uh, again, I don't care where we're teaching, if we can't trace it back and, and it doesn't go back to Jesus Christ and Him crucified, I, I think I think we're missing something. Uh, when the scripture says the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of those things, what good is it if we don't look at the very image? If we just look at the shadow. All the time. What what good is it? And the law is a shadow. But what good is it if we just look at the shadow. And don't uh, try to look at the very image. Which is Jesus Christ. So again I, I think. And I may stand corrected at some point in time. I don't know. But whatever subject we're looking at. I think we need to be able to take it back to Jesus Christ. And him crucified. Or it, I, I think it has Not much value. We can study about Adam and Eve. I like studying about Adam and Eve. A lot of interesting things there. But when we look at Adam and Eve, if we just study about the history of Adam and Eve, and we leave out the part where God made coats of skins, where he took an animal, shed his blood, and made coats of skins for them... Haven't we, haven't we missed something? Because after all, that's, that is teaching Jesus Christ and him crucified. Way back there with Adam and Eve, when God made coats of skins, shed the blood of an animal, made coats of skin to make a covering for Adam and Eve, that's Jesus Christ and him crucified. But if we just tell a history of Adam and Eve and leave that out, what value is it? If we talk about Cain and Abel, and we, uh, there's a lot, and it's interesting also. But if we, if, if we can't trace it back to, to Cain's sacrifice, or Abel's, I'm sorry, to Abel's sacrifice, well, we want we to look at both sacrifices. But we look at Abel's sacrifice, and he sacrificed the blood of an animal. Blood of, uh, and, and, of course, that's why Cain was upset. Cain put so much labor into his sacrifice. Because the ground had been cursed, and he offered up the, the best, I believe, the, the fruit of the ground. I think it was the best. I think he'd been so proud of it. I don't think he offered up stuff that would have been damaged by the, the worms the past months. I think what he had been very proud of, and he offered up, and it wasn't acceptable. And Abel offered up the lamb that the way I'd do is it'd eat grass and drink water. <laughs> but God accepted that, but not Cain. If we leave that out and, and understanding that that lamb, again, was a type of Jesus Christ and him crucified, if we leave that out, what value is, is understanding about Cain and Abel? We could talk about Abraham and Isaac and a lot of history and very interesting there. But if we leave out the part where God told Abraham to go offer his only son Isaac, to go sacrificing. And you know, in and, and, and Isaac, and they were, it was a three-day journey, which is certainly tells us something there. And uh, uh, he was there and had him bound and a knife drawn, ready to offer, uh, I, I think he was ready to cut uh, cut his throat to offer the, the blood sacrifice. And God stopped him, and, and there was a ram caught in thicket by its horn, and God, and Abraham took Isaac off of there, put the ram on there, and it said, a substitution. If we talk about Abraham and Isaac and leave that off, what value is it? Because we can see, we can see the value there. Uh, uh, Isaac was taken off, and, and the ram was put in his stead and offers a sacrifice. And, and I'm sure Isaac saw that, and that had an impact on Isaac. But again, that's a picture of Jesus Christ and his substitutionary death for us. What value is it if we don't see that? And that, just, and that goes back to the same thing that Paul said, Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the value in it. Uh, now, when we say Jesus Christ and him crucified, you know, a lot of people, I suppose, would, would say that. But I'd like to... to uh, well, I guess it doesn't need any explanation, but maybe in this day and age, maybe it does. But Paul said, I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And that should be what we say also. That, that should be, and if we can stick to that as a foundation, that eliminates a lot of, a lot of other things. Uh, but whenever I say Jesus Christ and him crucified, or whenever it, I read it, what it means to me and, I, and I'm going to go to Ephesians chapter 1 uh, a lot of people may talk about his crucifixion, crucifixion but then they still may leave they don't leave it there they, they just talk about the crucifixion but then they throw all these other things in there that you still have to do in other words his crucifixion doesn't really have a lot of value on its own uh, it was a uh, I heard one person say well you had to give him one thing he was, he was a martyr he was willing to die for what he believed in and, and, and they missed the whole point of his crucifixion missed the whole point certainly he, I'm not saying he didn't believe in, in what he, he taught and everything he did but they, th- there's, there are men that are willing to die for what they believe in on earthly things. But when I say Jesus Christ and him crucified, I'm not talking about a martyr. I'm not talking about somebody just sincere. Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I just put a period after that. Just a period. Jesus Christ and him crucified. We don't have to add anything to it. Uh, And and that's what they want to do today. They'll talk about his crucifixion some. But again, what value do they put on it? The value is put on you and I. That we must, what we must do. What we can't do. What we should do. What we should try to do. They put the value in that. That's That's what you hear them preach. They don't leave it just, Jesus Christ and crucified. they So, whenever I, uh, what it means to me, Jesus Christ and crucified, we see it here in Ephesians chapter 1. And it kind of puts a period on, I believe. And you people are so familiar with this. Uh, And I'm going to start reading verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heaven and places in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love. Now, verse 4, to me, that's Jesus Christ and crucified. That God chose his elect in Christ before the foundation of the world. Why? That they would be holy without blame. That's that's it, that Jesus Christ and crucified. Now, God had ordained or predestinated or chosen this from before the foundation of the world. Uh, so what that eliminates them that eliminates any part that I would have in it as far as my choices, my decisions, my works, my vote. Uh, that eliminates all that before the foundation of the world. So, when I read what uh, God had Paul to write here, Jesus Christ him crucified, that's what I see. I don't see adding all these other things. You know, there's a lot of things we can talk about. We can talk about believing. We can talk about baptism. We can talk about the place for all these other things, what it means. But don't take away Jesus Christ him crucified. That's... Every, every time we study the scriptures, we should be able to take it back to that. I'll read a couple more verses here. Um, verse 5 Having predestinated us unto the adoptions of sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, through which he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption. Through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. That's Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what that is. And you don't see all these other things in there. You, th- this this doesn't, shouldn't bring up a bunch of questions. The world does. But God chose his elect in Jesus Christ before the foundation of the world. That's Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what Paul was saying. He said, I didn't come with enticing words. Just... He said, I determined not to know anything among you. save say, Jesus Christ and crucified. That's it. Uh, And Jesus Christ finished the work whenever he was crucified. And by his blood we have redemption according to the grace of God. So that's Jesus Christ and him crucified. Maybe uh, here in Ephesians 1, look at verse 8 and 9 in which he hath uh, abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence verse 9 having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he has purposed in himself so what's this mystery of his will that he made known unto us talk about the mystery well it's jesus christ Him crucified that's the mystery of his will that's the mystery in Adam and Eve and the coats of skins that God made for them. That's the mystery. See, it wasn't revealed, and it wasn't clear, and it wasn't plain. But that's the mystery. When you study Adam and Eve and you see the the, the coats of skins, and I was talking to an individual, oh, I don't know, it's been four or five, six, eight years ago, and. Uh, we was talking, and, and I, I, I took them back to that, and I said, what do you think the significance of that was, of uh, the, the coats of skins? I said, and I was, to kind to t- of make a point, I said, God didn't go out, and these weren't fake furs <laughs> or any skins. I said, he didn't go out and buy these. I said, there was an animal killed. There was bloodshed. And I said, probably the first bloodshed uh, recorded but that's the mystery of his will and that's what this is saying here in verse 9 of Ephesians 1 having made known to us the mystery of his will according to the good pleasure of his good pleasure which he has purposed in himself that's the mystery everybody doesn't see that but when you when you look at Adam and Eve you look at the coats of skins and, and Jesus Christ is that's a type and shadow of him that's the mystery it's the mystery of his will That's the mystery in Abel's sacrifice in the shed blood. That's the mystery. Everybody doesn't see that. But that's the mystery. But it's revealed unto us. Not revealed unto all, but unto us. Uh, That's the mystery in the ram that was caught in the thickets that Abraham put in the stead of Isaac. That's the mystery of his will. That's the mystery in the law of Moses law of Moses is a, is a very, very large parable, you might say. But the mystery in it is Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the mystery. The law is a shadow. It's not the very image. So the mystery is God is revealing Jesus Christ in that, in that law. So Jesus Christ and him crucified. This should be our foundation. Jesus Christ and him crucified. This should be the foundation that we we stand on as we study. Whenever we study the scriptures, that should be our foundation. When we study about Adam and Eve, oh yeah, I see Jesus Christ and crucified. When you study about Cain and Abel, oh, I see Jesus Christ and crucified. When you study about Abraham and Isaac, oh, I see Jesus Christ and crucified. When we study the law of Moses, oh, I see. Jesus Christ and crucified. That should be our, 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 where we're grounded as we study. And that should be our, found, our foundation as we talk to other people and as other people ask us questions. That should be our foundation. We get distracted from that foundation sometimes. We get distracted. But that should be our, our, our foundation. Jesus Christ and crucified. Keep that as our foundation. Uh, many of you have been discussing on how do babies get to heaven. And I've had that discussion with, with different people. How do babies get to heaven? What should be our answer? What should be our answer? Our foundation. Jesus Christ and Christ. Why change? That's our foundation. That's that's what this whole book is talking about. Jesus Christ and him crucified. So when you get into discussing how babies get to heaven, that's the answer. Don't get distracted from that. Uh, Generally, when you're, you're, you're talking to them, and I've talked to different individuals, but they'll say, well, babies get to heaven because they haven't reached the age of accountability. And most of the time, if you talk to somebody... That's the answer that you will get if you enter that discussion. Well, but they're not accountable. They haven't reached this age of accountability. And you ask them, well, what is that age? And, well, generally they come up at 12 years old. But uh, they say that's how babies get to heaven. They die before they're 12 years old. But will that... Will that belief or will that doctrine will that lead us back to what Paul said I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and crucified if you tell some or if somebody well if somebody declares babies are saved because they die before they're 12 years old does that lead you back to Jesus Christ and crucified and the answer is no it doesn't at all but if you if you talking to somebody about this and they talk about accountability then I like to ask a question, well, accountable for what? And it's pretty easy for me to play dumb, so I can play dumb. I can do that pretty well actually. <coughs> but I ask them, myself: okay, accountable for what? And they'll say, well, accountable for good and bad. They don't, they don't know. They're accountable for good and bad. And, I'll, and I ask them, I said, well, give me some specific examples. And Doris, almost every time, they'll go back to the law of Moses. And they'll start stating some things out of the law of Moses or closely related to the law of Moses. And they'll say, okay, they're not accountable because they don't know these things. So they're not accountable uh, for these things. So then what they're saying is babies are saved because they're not accountable for the things in the law of Moses. So you can kind of, that's kind of what they're saying. And then I say, well, let's go back a little farther. Let's go back before the law of Moses. And that's not really, I mean, we have a lot of history before the law of Moses. How were babies saved then? Did they were they okay if they died before they were twelve years old, before they reached the age of accountability? What were they accountable for then? They can't take you to the law of Moses because it wasn't given yet. So actually, you'll get some stammering and, and stuttering when you when you take them there. But uh, they'll still kind of say, "Well, but they haven't done anything bad." Well, they may have done something bad, but because they don't know any better, they're not accountable. (coughs) And it may sound logical, it may sound fair, but it's just not scripture, it's just not true. And it will not lead you back to Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So when you have those discussions, don't, don't leave the foundation. In fact, there's no need to. There's no need to leave it at all. I want to read something in Romans chapter 5 as far as, well, we can throw babies into this category. Now, what I'm going to read here covers everybody, whether they're babies or not babies or whatever. It covers everybody. But this will, uh, I don't say force this, but this will, uh, I'm not sure what terminology to use, but if we look at this, and the Lord will open our eyes, it'll take us back to Jesus Christ and crucified. Romans 5 and 12. Whereas by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So death passed upon everybody over the age of 12. That no, doesn't say that, does it? For death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. This is talking about Adam. Adam fell... We're all the sins of Adam, sin entered into the world this way, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men for all sin. Now, that's, that's the truth of the scriptures. Uh, we all have Adam's sinful blood. And I didn't get Adam's sinful blood whenever I was 12 years old or 13. I got it at conception. Passed on. So even babies have Adam's sinful blood. It has nothing to do with reason, age, of accountability. They have Adam's sinful blood and uh, And death by sin. The penalty of sin is death. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is babies need a Savior just as much as you and I. And you say, well, what's a sweet little baby done? It's a descendant of Adam. I'm not trying to preach babies in the lake of fire. not trying to do that at all. I'm just saying there's, I'm just going back to what God had Paul write in Corinthians 2 and 2. Uh, uh, He said, I'd turn not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and crucified. And if we stick to that as our basic foundation, it answers the other questions. What about age of accountability? What about it? It's Jesus Christ and Him crucified. AIDS accountability has nothing to do with it. My believing has nothing to do with it. And I know you get a lot of arguments there. Oh, baptism has a lot to do with it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. There's a place for baptism. There's a place for believing. It is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Babies need a Savior just as much as as, as you and I. And so, how are babies saved then? Dying before the twelve years old? <laughs> no. Jesus Christ and crucified. That's the way babies are saved. Again, they're descendants of Adam. So it's not hard. There's there's no mystery. It's hard if if our eyes are still blinded to it, but uh, but the mystery is revealed to us. Uh, People, well, I can think of a few different people that I've talked to. And when you start with the truth like this, it's Jesus Christ Him crucified, period. Then they want to come up with all these what is, what about this, and what about that. And I can think of a few people that, that I've had this conversation with. What about this man? He's done these terrible things. Is he going to heaven, is he going to lake a fire? And I tell them the answer. It's Jesus Christ Him crucified. If Christ died oh. on the cross for his sins, he'd be in glory. If he didn't, he won't. That's, it's just as simple as that. that. That's the answer. Now, I don't know. I can't tell you who all he did and who he didn't die for. I can't tell you that. Because uh, I know um, Saul of Tarsus is the last person we would have thought that. And Ananias didn't think that either. Lord, you want me to go, to this man? I've heard about this man. No, he's a chosen vessel to me. And Ananias had a little trouble with that. But I can't tell you who, but I can tell you how. And it's Jesus Christ and him crucified. Uh, but again I pray that God would cause us to stick to this foundation Jesus Christ and crucified when you get these questions well, what about homosexuals I think we talked about that before services not too long ago maybe it seems like what about homosexuals uh, had this conversation at a Bible conference a few years ago with an individual and and uh, He just flatly said, every homosexual like a fire, period. In fact, he didn't even use words quite that kind. But uh, I says, well, what if they repent? And he had this funny look in his eyes. Well, what if they repent? He said, well, if they repent, then they weren't really true homosexuals. They were just dabbling in it. (laughs) <laughs> and you can see how he was lost. He had nothing, he had no foundation to stand on whatsoever. So, again, my answer, Jesus Christ and crucified. That's, that's the answer. I don't know who, but I know how. Uh, it, it's simple. It's black and white. There's no gray area. That's the answer. Jesus Christ and crucified. Again, I I've, some people they'll talk about some uh, some terrible things that people have done, and and I'll agree, boy. There's some there's some terrible, terrible things. And they say, well, are they going to heaven or are they going to the lake a fire? And I tell them, my answer is, if Christ died on the cross for the sins of being glory, if he didn't, they won't. That's that's all that I know. I, I don't know who. But I know how. You uh, you know, again, they talk about hearing, they talk about believing, they talk about repenting, they talk about professing. And I I'll I'm willing to discuss all these things and their value and their place and their importance. But that's not the way. Paul stated about, or God had Paul stated that way. It's Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So if we stick to that, see it, you say, what about hearing? What about believing? What about Jesus Christ and Him crucified? And again, if we take Jesus Christ and Him crucified and take it back to Ephesians 1 4, that God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, it, it takes away all these other questions. It just takes them all away. I know that. A lot of people don't like the Book of Ephesians. They don't like Ephesians one four, and I I told you before. I heard somebody on television. All oh, those Baptists didn't have the Book of Ephesians or Ephesians one four, whichever way he said. It, he said they wouldn't have anything. And Lou, my thoughts were, but we have it. It's in here, and we can find the same thing throughout the Scriptures. I had many other things to bring out, but I see we're we're kind of out of time. But <clears throat> but. Uh, I like this. I think this should be, this is the foundation of the scriptures. Anytime we study the scriptures, we should have in our mind, Jesus Christ and crucified. Because we know that's what it's going to be pointing to. Not always easy to see, but we should have in our mind. When we talk to other people and they start asking these questions, and again, you can be distracted when they start asking some questions, but we stay grounded. Jesus Christ and crucified. So when they talk about babies, when they talk about homosexuals, when they talk about all these other people, it's Jesus Christ and crucified. That's the answer. And again, I don't know the who, but I know the how. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. We're just